0: flushcarecom slash weight
2: loss. We'll cross to Melbourne soon uh, to speak to journalist uh, Paul Welsh in regards to uh, Novak Djokovic, uh, who is out of the Australian Open. Unbelievable performance. He's lost at the Australian Open for the very first time since
3: 2018. That's right. Uh, over 2,100 days since his last loss. This is just incredible scenes. And Djokovic, uh, a master at the Australian uh, Open and now... Uh, I, I don't know if he was playing at his 100%, and that's what I want to say. You know, the first set, yeah. losing 6 1, second set, 6 2. Uh, he didn't look like he was in his elements. Absolutely lazy. Probably he's tired, probably unwell. There's something wrong with his play, but whatever it was, definitely not in his favor. If you uh, did see any of it, you can let us know. 0586861003. It
2: was uh, Djokovic who lost. Uh, He ended up going down uh, 61626763 as Sinner. Yannick Sinner regrouped from not taking a match point in the tie break. And it ends Djokovic's bid for a record-extending 11th title and a 25th major to put him clear of Margaret Court. Now, Yannick Sinner, he's up against uh, the Russian third seed, Daniel Medvedev, or the German 6th seeder Alexander Vérez in Sunday's final. But for more details on this, uh, we are joined by Paul Walsh, uh, the journalist uh, who is in Melbourne for the Australian Open. Paul, uh, happy Australia today to you, and uh, thank you very much for joining us here on Talk 100.3. Good to speak to you,
1: It's been a big day here. It's been a big day here at Melbourne Park. I can tell you, uh, it uh, was an upset that we weren't looking for. That first uh, semi-finals a clash between Sinner and Djokovic, and uh, it was one that came from left field. I must admit.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, no, no one expected Djokovic, uh, you know, to to uh, to lose and lose in this fashion six one, six two, and in the fourth set six three. Uh, this is so unlike a Djokovic game. It was indeed, and the thing, Neil, with it was that um, if
1: you've been watching the Djokovic games over the last uh, couple of weeks, when he's down, he gets very down on himself, and he gets very angry, yeah. and he yells at his box and does all sorts of things. He didn't do that today. He just almost seemed uh, to to be content with the fact that he was just being outplayed by a better player. His body language was really, really interesting. As you say, six one, six two. he hardly had a chance to breathe before uh, Sinner had taken those first two sets. He got his composure back a bit in that third, but then uh, in the last set, again, Sinner just ran away with it. It was most uncharacteristic for Djokovic. He said it afterwards that it was the worst, um, the worst match he's played in a slam ever, and that's saying something.
2: Well, for for many people, they've been wondering why the next generation haven't been able to stop Novak Djokovic, particularly at Melbourne Park. Uh, given that Yannick Sinner has beaten him twice recently at the ATP finals and the Davis Cup finals at the end of the last season, do you think that gave him... they were in three sets, but do you think that must have given him some inspiration to know that he can conquer Novak in five?
1: No doubt at all. I'm sure it did, Kitsch. But the other thing is, too, I think that you need to have a look at... Uh... Uh, Djokovic has run through the last couple of weeks he started off with a four setter in the first round he had a four setter in the second round uh, uncharacteristic for him not to run through those first early rounds okay the the third one against Echeverry was uh, a three setter but it was it, it wasn't all one-sided and then of course Manorino he beat easily Fritz was a four setter he himself says that he hasn't been himself for this particular tournament now is it because he's Thirty-six, going on thirty-seven in a couple of months. Is it because the others are catching up? It, it, it's hard to reconcile, but I don't think there was an injury there. Uh, I, he had a wrist problem earlier in the in the campaign, but I don't think that was the problem. Maybe age is catching up with him. Maybe the uh, the next gen are catching up with
3: him as well. You mentioned about the next gen catching up, and this probably is their last opportunity for, uh, you know, any of the, uh, the 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 veterans of the game, you know, uh, to, to show and raise a flag. Uh, the youngsters are coming through, Medvedev, Zverev, Sinner, uh, Alcaraz, all of these guys. Now, who amongst these has the potential to become the next big thing in the world of cricket? Someone like a Djokovic, someone like uh, the Federals and the Nadals have been.
1: Yeah, I was disappointed the fact that uh, Carlos Alcaraz, I wasn't able to go further in this particular uh, tournament because uh, I think he's the boy most most likely. I think he's Mm -hmm. the one that's got the, the pizzazz. He's also got the advantage of having a very good game on clay similar to Rafael Nadal. He right. could play all surfaces, but he was very, very strong on clay. Same with Carlos Alcaraz, And he's, it was just disappointing the other night that he couldn't keep going through. But uh, I think he's the standout at the moment. And the way Sinner's playing at the moment and the way he's built up his campaign over the last couple of weeks, you cannot discount him at all as being one that could be around for quite a while as well.
2: Well, he's the first Italian man to reach the Australian Open final. He's the third Italian man to reach a slam final in the open era, but I think he, what he'll be happier is that he's uh, one of only three players, uh, Paul, uh, alongside Federer and Rafael Nadal to beat Novak at a Grand Slam at Davis Cup and an ATP Finals. Um, the home crowds are important. Who do you think the, the crowd at Melbourne Park would, would most likely support in, in, a, in a final?
1: I think if it comes down to the fact that it looks like it's probably going to be uh, Alexander Zverev and uh, and Sinner in the final, I think uh, I think they'll gravitate towards Sinner to be perfectly honest.
2: Well, Melbourne does have big, a big Italian population, so uh, that could uh, could be a distinct uh, possibility. Uh, we're looking forward to to the year. We uh, didn't see a good start to the year for the man uh, Rafael Nadal. Do you think uh, he's going to be able to come back sometime during the season?
1: Yeah, interesting. Just an interesting stat when you mention uh, Novak Djokovic and then Rafael Nadal. Throw in. Uh, Uh, Roger Federer as well. Do you realise that uh, the final this year for the Australian Tennis Open, it'll be the first time since 2006 that there hasn't been one of the big three in the final? Well, which is quite incredible.
2: It's it's been a phenomenal tournament, and I think this is the first one where the next generation have come have come through again. We appreciate your time. It's staying up late on a Friday, public holiday in Australia, so we do appreciate your time. And Paul, thanks very much for joining us to discuss Djokovic in the Australian Open.
1: No worries. Look, no. I just chuck in one other one that might be of interest to your uh, listeners. Sure, Rowan, uh, Bopana, Rowan Bopana, the forty-three-year-old <laughs> who's <laughs> never won a Grand Slam doubles title, is up with his younger partner, thirty-six-year-old Matt Ebden. They're in the uh, the final of the men's doubles tomorrow, and also. Um, They are now ranked one and two in men's doubles in the world. Quite a phenomenal stat for a a 43-year-old and a 36-year-old. And uh, I tell you what, if you reckon that the uh, the Melbourne Park crowd are going to be backing Sinner in the singles... You can be dead set sure that they'll be backing Rob, uh, Rohan and Matt in the doubles.
2: Yeah, yeah. Paul uh, Neil's been reminding me that uh, every single moment for the past two days.
1: <laughs>
3: See, we, we, we Indians don't really get too many opportunities to boast our stats uh, in 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 the Opens, right? So when we have, well, we we drum it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, listen, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to
1: you. Keep an eye on those results uh, over the rest of the weekend because I think it's going to be some pretty good tennis here at Melbourne
2: Park. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Thank you very much again. There's Paul Walsh, who was uh, staying up late Friday nights in Melbourne uh, to discuss those results at the Australian Open. And yeah, what about that? It's the first final uh, not featuring Federer Nadal or Novak Djokovic since uh, 2005
3: wow almost 20 years yeah. i mean that that talks about the legacy that these guys have created you know the 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 kind of stronghold that they had at across all the slams and now is there opportunity for some of these youngsters to break open those gates and try and create a legacy, something similar for themselves. Yeah, it is going to be uh,
2: an amazing uh, weekend of tennis and the women's tennis as well. Sees Sibilenka be the first player to reach back-to-back women's finals since Serena Williams did it across 15, 16 and 2017. TSB, Talk Sport Business on Talk
0: 100.3. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.